Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Do you tend to have a lot of blind spots and you perhaps see things about yourself a little bit differently to everybody else? Well, that's okay. That happens to all of us. So stick with me because in this week's episode, I want to help you to understand how to use something as a strength that we tend to think is a weakness. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, VUCA Leadership and Sustainable Performance Coach. And today I want to continue our conversation around all things emotional intelligence and building ourselves up to be a strong and confident leader by helping you to understand that it's a great thing to ask for feedback. Throughout my entire military and my corporate career, there were things that didn't quite go as they could have. And I tended to put my head in the sand or blame everybody else and think it was all external. And I didn't want to believe things that might be true about myself, my own beliefs, my own behavior. The reason for this was that I thought that if I looked at those things, I might find out things I didn't want to know. So as we continue to get more self-aware, working in this first area of emotional intelligence, we need to be able to accurately assess where we are with each of these competencies. Most people I work with either overestimate their ability in the competencies of emotional intelligence or they underestimate their own abilities as well. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're here, whether you're there, or whether you're right in the middle. And the other thing to know is that where you are in your level of competence in any of those emotional intelligence areas has no bearing on when, where anyone else is. It's not a competition. It's not another opportunity to mark yourself down or to compare yourself with others and therefore give yourself more evidence that you're not who you really want to be. So the competency that we're working on here is called accurate self-assessment. And the key words there are self-assessment. When I work with people, I get them to do, whether it be in a formal way or just in conversation, an estimation of where they think they are in the 26 competencies of social and emotional intelligence. And I explain to them that it doesn't matter where you feel you are in relation to what other people might think, because people have their own perceptions. Some people mark high, some people mark low, some people mark you based on what they see. I know throughout my entire career that people would see me as being very confident and having it all together because that was the external persona that I was putting on. But deep inside, I had a different understanding of what was going on. 
So why is it that we want to be really accurate when we are assessing ourselves in these competencies? Well, the simple fact is that if we're going on a journey towards the results that we want, we need to know a true reality of where we are now. Whenever you go on a journey, you must know your start point. So by being able to look in a certain way at your abilities, you can accurately assess where you are in relation to where you want to go and therefore have a gap that you know you need to fill. As we've talked about before, it's not about a dichotomy where if I'm here, I need to be here. It's about being able to know where I can move towards incrementally. But if we start at the wrong point, we're going to get all the calculations wrong around the resources that we need to take, around the fuel stops that we need to do, and all those other metaphors that I could throw in here to do with a journey if we were going in a car. So we need to get an accurate assessment. Now, to do that, the first thing we need to do is be okay with asking for feedback. As I said, you will see yourself differently to the way others might see you because it's their perception of the part of you that you are showing them. So if we look at personal power, confidence, someone may see you differently to the way you see yourself and therefore they will behave differently around you and with you as you navigate through certain situations. So asking for feedback from others will give you a more accurate understanding of where you are. So one of the reasons we don't want to ask for feedback is we may not like the answers that we get. And because we are still building our personal power, our own sense of worth and identity, that what we find out from others may further push the buttons on the people-pleasing performance trap, imposter syndrome, all those things that we've talked about. Also, based on our own beliefs and understandings, the feedback that we get might be reacted to as a defense mechanism. So therefore, it doesn't become something that is valuable. So step one is to get a mindset around feedback is that that's all it is. It is data from someone else's perspective that you can put into the mix and therefore have a greater understanding of where you might be right now. Feedback from others isn't always true. Remember I said it's based on their perception. However, when we process it through the logical processes of the brain, rather than allowing it to go deep into the emotion where it offends us or we allow it to hurt our feelings, then we can use it to its advantage. When we ask for feedback, we need to be able to do it in a certain way. And what I find most times when people ask for feedback is as soon as they ask, they're ready. They're ready to fight back. They're ready to rebut what's said. And that mini-me is armed to keep you safe. So what happens most times is people, when they get around to asking for feedback, hear the feedback and immediately look to respond. So now that we understand that feedback is something that is important and vital in this process, we need to ask for it 
with a different frame of mind. We need to ask and then listen rather than respond. When we're asking for feedback, we are collecting data, as I said. So by asking someone how they see you in a certain area allows you then to actively listen and then take some physical or mental notes about what they're saying, disassociating it from you, the person. Hearing it with ears that are just there collecting the data. So asking is the first thing. Then instead of responding or in most cases reacting, the next thing that we do is to thank the person for giving you the feedback. Now this does two things. It firstly is a good thing to do because they've done something for you so you are being polite and thanking them. But also what it does is it disrupts the normal pattern of feedback response. So thank you. I appreciate you saying that or I appreciate your feedback. Then what you're able to do is to use that feedback in the process that you're going through in a healthy way. Now, if the feedback is something that you don't understand, then this is where we use our active listening skills and we ask back and say, that's interesting. Thank you for that. Can you give me an example or can you help me to understand why you would think that or why you see me that way? So we're getting clarification on what it is that we're hearing rather than making up our own mind around what they mean by the feedback. Asking for feedback is vitally important and doing it in a way that is going to help you rather than hurt you and your relationships will mean that you get to a position of seeing it as a strength, not a weakness, where you see it as a help, not a harm. And it'll become second nature that you get feedback from those around you. In my experience through my corporate career, the only time people would get feedback would be in an annual review or if we did some sort of formalized 360 feedback where people put in all their perspectives in a qualitative manner that was all put together and then decisions were made around that. However, when we ask for feedback with the right mindset and the right behavior, we're able to have qualitative conversations that give us the resource that we need to be able to know exactly where we are and then make decisions around what we need to shift so that we can get to where we want to go. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we continue this conversation, stepping through this first quadrant of emotional intelligence of self-awareness by uncovering your greatest power as a leader. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.